1: The Tribe Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, which is all about
2: supporting you to start and build a thriving business. Tribe Podcast on OzPod Syndicate. She worked in the field of mental health, personal development, trauma for over 15 years. A social entrepreneur, somatic psychotherapist, and somatic experiencing practitioner. She is also the founder and president of Enveco Health, a social enterprise that will assist those living with mental health condition regain wellness, retain employment and be supported in their personal recovery. She was awarded as highly recommended in 2016 Victoria Premier Volunteer Champions Award for Change Maker, 2017 a winner of 2017 Emerging Not-for-Profit Business of the Year and also 2017 Collective Businesswoman of the Year. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here here is your host. Hello Vanessa. Welcome to another show of Tribe Podcast under Ospod Syndicate. This is Miko Santos. Please welcome Monica It's Welcome to the show, Monica. Oh, thank you, Miko. Thank you for having me on. All right, let's let's talk about I'm I'm, I'm very interested Monica on what is somatic Experiencing how it's worked. I'm very interested in that because you are also a somatic psychotherapist. So can you elaborate what is that?
1: Yeah. So um, somatic just comes from the Greek word soma, meaning body of life. Um, and so I'm a somatic psychotherapist and a somatic experiencing practitioner. Somatic experiencing was is a modality that was developed by Dr. Peter Levine. Um, and I'm also a teaching assistant with his institute here in Australia. And so when we work somatically with the body, we're, well, we're basically saying that we're using the body in psychotherapy. So it's not just about talk therapy or talking about what's happening in the mind it is about the mind body connection so we're looking at the autonomic nervous system we're also looking at the digestive system we're looking at the person as a complete system
2: as a whole Mm, sounds interesting you say you're also an advocate of mental health is Mm -hmm. that correlated with the somatic experience practitioner as a psychotherapist is that related to that
1: Yeah, I suppose so I sort of wear a number of hats. I I have a private practice where I see people one-on-one and I also do things online as well. And so that's sort of my private practice where I work mainly, um, I work with a lot of people in regards to healing trauma, so unresolved trauma, early developmental trauma and things like that. I'm also developing a social enterprise um, and we're set up as a not-for-profit and as a health promotion charity, which is Invico Health. And what we're looking to do is establish a residential therapeutic community model where people will come and reside Uh, they can reside for up to 12 months if they need to
0: your podcast journey starts here take the first step on your side hustle with us it starts with a great domain get your podcast web host with beard and coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at facebook
1: and they will be able to live and have support by a range of practitioners with a wellness centre. They'll have work and training and job opportunities as well. Um, And while they're in recovery, uh, this by working with the whole mind-body system um, and having people residing in a therapeutic community model, they will be surrounded by their peers. It will also be a peer-led movement. Um, and we feel that this will be something that is also new and emerging for Australia as it's something of this scale has never been done before.
2: During the early days, is that being an advocate on mental health?
1: Yeah, I suppose so it happened. Um, yeah, so 20 years ago this year, I lost my father to suicide. And it was through watching what he went through in his own journey. And then me, I suppose, going through my own healing journey as well, understanding what he went through in the mental health sector and you know, what we're talking about is the traditional mental health sector as well. And then basically looking at, well, what was missing for him? yeah. And then really starting to look at the, the models of care here in Australia and then looking at what were the models of care around the world. So looking at Europe, looking at America and things like that. It was basically what put me on the trajectory of becoming a somatic psychotherapist looking at, well, what's the root cause of people's mental health problems? What's the root cause of their distress? And so that's how I yeah, so that's when I started studying and getting qualified. Uh, that was back in 2003 and then I've just been working you know, ever, ever since in the mental health sector. So really looking and and I suppose working in programs that were at the cutting edge. So looking at, I've worked in um, a number of federal mental health programs, I've worked in a number of justice programs, and always looking at how that I can support people that have been living with mental health and, and trauma and, and distress and how we can actually improve the service sector as well as creating, I suppose, more innovative programs to, to help people to, I suppose, basically People just want to live a contributing life and people can heal from trauma. People can recover from mental health problems as well. Uh, I suppose that's where my passion came from. It was overcoming my own adversities and, and going through, you know, the experience of losing my father to suicide that really sort of sparked that interest in me and that drive to make a difference in other people's lives and also the sector in Australia.
2: So because of that experience you have, Monica, you founded this Invenco Health. Is yes. that correct? Yep. Correct. Yep. Can you elaborate us how this Inventco Health works? You so say this is a social enterprise as well.
1: How it started? Yeah. So for Invico Health, um, we are registered. We're a health promotion charity, and we're also a deductible gift recipient. So we basically spent quite a bit of time sort of doing the foundational work of setting up the business structure. We we're managed by a board as well, um, and we have a number of industry professionals uh, that sit on our board. I suppose for a number of years we've been developing the model and refining the model um, where we're looking to establish is in victoria in australia and so what we're waiting for at the moment is we're waiting for the final report from the royal commission into mental health services which is coming out in february um, we've also had the federal productivity commission report which is really underpinning and driving what mental health services will look like in the future um, for us We've been developing this model now for probably for over 10 years. It originally started in New South Wales and before moving the project to Victoria. And what we'll be looking at is providing support for people with mental health issues. Um, And we're not talking about acutely mental Um, we're not talking about acute mental health, we're sort of talking about the people that are sort of in the middle um, of being able to provide them with an opportunity to reside and to live and work and train within their means while they're in the therapeutic community model. So, for example, we'll have permaculture gardens, whole food cafe. There will be an opportunity for people to... To actually be in recovery, seeing a a range of practitioners in the wellness centre, as well as being able to work in the cafe, getting trainings and skills and, say, hospitality and things like that. So, when people do transition back out into the community, they'll be able to take training and skills and qualifications with them. So, there'll be a range that's just sort of, you know, in a real sort of you know, snapshot of what we'll be providing, um, but there will, the ranges of practitioners will be on site, will be, you know, somatic psychotherapists, somatic experiencing practitioners, holistic GPs, psychologists and things like that. So we'll be a range of allied health practitioners working in a multidisciplinary clinic and then people that are actually in residence will have access to all those practitioners uh, through day programs and and things like that, so it's quite a big project. It's it's been a labor of love for quite a while um, because something like this does take a lot of time to get off the ground. It takes a lot of funding as well, and so we're constantly advocating, meeting with government, working with a whole range of stakeholders, as well as looking for investors and funders as well to to help drive the project
2: forward. Yeah, so I was I was looking on your website that. The uh, NBACO website, it's a, we are committed to developing and providing a fully sustainable living solution for people who experience trauma and mental ill health to recover in a nurturing, non clinical environment. My, mm. my next question is Can people get over mental illness without medication?
1: Yeah. So, and I suppose it's not about saying to get over anything. Definitely, there's a lot of studies in regards to people wanting non-clinical environments so going to your doctor and getting a prescription for antidepressants and just taking a pill without doing any psychotherapeutic support does not is not a quick fix And, and a lot of people want a quick fix but there is also a lot of evidence in regards to early intervention and being able to do that without the use of medication so
0: this podcast is brought to you by OSPAD Syndicate powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.
1: Yes, people can, can recover. I've worked in the sector for quite a long time, and there's a number of people that will advocate for non-medication models first and so remembering we're talking not talking about acutely unwell so when you're talking about people that are extremely mentally ill then there is a place for that that they may require medication they may require hospitalization but this will be a non-clinical environment so we're not talking about having people in inpatient wards and in a hospital setting it's going to be a, a much more natural environment with independent living in a step up or a step-down model of care so people can actually transition back into the community. So they'll be feeling that they are a part of the community, not separate to the community. And I think that's a really important thing when we start dealing with mental health issues is that people don't feel stigmatised, that they don't feel like that they are separate from the community. They still want to be a part of the community that they live in, that re- they you know they reside
2: in. Since we're, most of our audience is entrepreneurs, business owners mm-hmm. or startup. It's still it's still a global pandemic right now. Can you give mm-hmm. us an advice? The what way to achieve to have like a good good mental health, particularly during particularly for the entrepreneurs right now. They're experiencing a lot of happening. Their their business is not good as of now because of the global pandemic, and because of that, it can lead to depression. Or what's your advice to them? to Mm -hmm. overcome this
1: um yeah look it's been a really tough time for a lot of people um and a lot of businesses and i think you know i think i've created um an eight self-care tips for entrepreneurs which you can give to your to your listeners as a free gift guide and you know the different things is about creating time out, you know, so me time, putting um, some time away where you can actually be separate from the business. A lot of self-care has needed to happen during, during COVID. Exercising, learning to say no to people, finding ways to unwind every day, you know, nourishing your body. Ways of being able to to bring in some self care and some nurturing, I suppose, for businesses that have been struggling is really sort of getting contact with your local councils, um, look at all the different government websites. There's been plenty of business grants and uh, things like that to support businesses. But it's really about reaching out and feeling like you're being supported. If you start feeling like you're starting to withdraw, not talking to friends, that's the time when you really need to be reaching out for support. Connecting with your local, um, you know, council have different sort of chambers of commerce, uh, looking at different networking events that you could possibly attend. You know, a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of people that are sort of sick of doing things online and and being a part of Zoom, but you know, really sort of start looking at some different different groups and support groups to to connect with so you don't feel so isolated. I think that it has been a really challenging time for businesses just economically but also with people's mental health. Yeah, that's been a lot of a lot of struggles. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot of information beyond blue places like that where people can actually reach out and, and get the support that they need. I don't think that it's a, a case of a lack of supplies, it's just knowing where to look for them as well.
0: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So
2: there's a number for Beyond Blue. We'll, we'll put on a show note as well. And also the mm. Lifeline Australia. I'll put on a show note. So in yes. case so Lifeline Australia is 1311, 1311 one for they also have a crisis support as well on on the let's go back to Invenco health so Mm -hmm. this is client for this Invenco health is that purely for anyone even a business people an entrepreneur can also go to this place or you just for
1: no no it will be for anybody um that will be um access obviously people that will be in victoria um will be easier to to access the service because it will be a residential service as the business grows and the model um, sort of transforms that we will have day programs and things like that. But at first it will be focused on the therapeutic community model, which will be a residential uh, where we're aiming to have about a capacity of 45 residents uh, through the program. Um, Yeah, but it's anybody that's experiencing mental health issues. In particular, we will have a strong trauma focus. So if you're looking at your emergency responders, people like that, uh, Defence Force personnel, or even anybody that has, you know, ongoing childhood trauma yeah that that will be a strong focus for the model in regards to people experiencing mental health and and requiring trauma recovery that don't want to go down the normal hospital route and things like that so yeah so that will basically be the be the audience that the um the model will appeal to
2: so you're saying why you are mostly focusing on on the health worker and any any health professional in relation with the mental health and trauma. Do you think there are risks on getting like this, the mental illness, because of that?
1: I think all health professionals, I think there's a strong case of what we're looking at is burnout. Um, When you're looking at your, say, your police, your defence force personnel, your, you know, paramedics and people like that, you know, fire, um, Mm -hmm. they have a high prevalence to vicarious trauma and PTSD. So I think when it comes to mental health, you know, mental health, it doesn't discriminate. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're a retail worker or you're a CEO. At some point, people, when you're looking at the statistics, if it's one in three, some people will experience mental health issues sometime in their life, whether it's severe PTSD, uh, whether it's just anxiety, it's depression. You know, people are stressed at the moment. There is a huge amount of stress. People are overworked. One of the things now that people have been working a lot from home, you know, they've been juggling dual roles. There's been no separation between their work and their personal lives. People have been forced homeschool. People have forced to be working from home. Uh, so there's been no separation now, or at least when people would leave, they go to work and they come home. So everything's been at home. That I think has increased the stress load on people. People, because there's the convenience of Zoom and things like that, they probably are working longer hours as well. Even though they're still at home, it's just quite easy now to jump online, is it? And have a meeting at say 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. I think it's important while we're navigating these change of circumstances and the shifts that we still practice really good self-care and try to have those boundaries in place while we've been working from home. A lot of people are now going back to normal. People have been going back to their offices and things like that. And so I think that's bringing a little bit of normality and connection because, you know, people sort of Feel it's a little bit isolating working from home. You know, you miss having your co-workers and things like that. So I think that mental health—it's—it's it's not just about the healthcare workers and the frontline workers. It's—it's it's about everybody, and whether it's mild mental health issues, anxiety and depression, right up to, you know, major disorders. I, I, you know, I think you know, it it
2: can affect anybody at any time of their life. Thank you for that. So to our listener and audience as well, Monica also have a podcast as well, Transcending Trauma. Can you give us an overview of the podcast? And why did you start your podcast?
1: Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah, why I started the podcast was that I really wanted to start talking to people, not just the professionals or the leading experts in the field, but I wanted to really hear from from everyday people that have overcome adversity, that are passionate about doing work and helping others, and also hoping to, you know, give information to people, some tips to get them through COVID. and. Yeah, I just love podcasting. I love that I get to meet different people. I get to talk to some really interesting people that have done amazing things that have overcome some of the some major adversity and, and to keep sort of
0: We are independent podcast network. We are Gorilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting Quality Podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at gorillapodcastsyndicate.com.
1: Getting through and then how they've turned their lives around. So That's what the Transcending Trauma podcast is about. It's just hearing from real people doing amazing things. Um, and yeah, I'm really, yeah, really enjoying it and looking forward to to more interviews as I come into 2021 and hopefully talking to some some major people. I recently interviewed uh, Dr. Kathy Kesselman, the president of the Blue Knot Foundation. Uh, that was a really interesting um, interview about dissociation. So yeah, that's that's basically transcending trauma. It, it does have the trauma focus to it, um, which just ties it back into my business. But yeah, come 2021, I'm not too sure where where I'll take the podcast you know, I'm thinking of doing not so many uh you know i'll probably try to mix it up with a little bit of interviewing but also i want to start bringing in some some tools that i can actually give my listeners some some tips um some exercises to do so while they're listening to it whether it's you know guided meditation or some exercises to access the nervous system help them to orient help them to sort of uh, de-stress while they're on the go uh, that's probably where i'm looking to take the podcast uh, this year
2: so great it's. It's a great podcast for for people who is experiencing also mental health as well, just to listen to that. Next question I have is that during your podcast, so can you give us at least two or three biggest impact to your business because of this podcast?
1: Yeah, I suppose um, what it's allowed me to do is reach a much larger audience. Um, It's allowed how it's affected my business also is it's allowed me to have a creative outlet you know so when I'm working one-on-one with people and especially when I work in the trauma field you know that it can be but you know you're carrying a lot you're holding you're holding a load you're you're holding a, you know, a space for for people that are recovering from some you know pretty horrific history and so podcasting is a bit of a creative outlet for me it's I get to be a little bit more fun I get to sort of engage with people um and so I think it's allowed me to find balance in my business as well so by having that creative outlet yeah it's it's been a nice break from my sort of everyday practice which has been good
2: yeah what has been your say what has been your most unexpected um, surprise during your podcast journey yeah I suppose
1: it's been being approached by the different people that want to come onto my show which has been really nice Um, and I suppose being approached by um, a PR agency as well so I think it's just and sometimes I just get really lovely emails from people that have listened to one of the podcasts or you know I read some of my reviews and, and and something that I've spoken about has really touched someone, you know, or knowing that people are actually reaching out because they've listened to an episode and then they're reaching out for support. You know, that is something that, that I want my podcast to, to impact people's lives in a positive way and helping people to feel like they're not alone, whether they're just listening to it in the car, you know, and before a person decides that they, they want to get some support or they may be listening to something for a friend or a family member, you know, that, that may be just all that they need at that time is to listen and to listen to somebody else's story and go, wow, they, they're going through something just like I'm going through, you know, and that may be enough for them. Um, and somebody may listen to my podcast for a few times before they actually reach out for some support or want to do one of my programs or to work with me as well. So I think they're the biggest impacts and the takeaways that I've got from from branching out into podcasting and adding it as a product
2: to my business. So you're saying that, podcasting is going to be a big part of your business as well yeah
1: definitely yeah it's just another product that I can sort of sort of add to my offerings or a suite of offerings you know I'm going to have online programs Um, I work one-on-one with people and yeah and having the podcast is just another way of sort of getting the message out there you know and I've had a range of different people I've had you know a wonderful lady called Amber Grace who was a suicide attempt survivor that set up a set up her own business and now offers peer support services to other suicide attempt survivors you know president of Blue knot I've spoken you know recently to a next u s navy officer who's just overcome so many adversities in her life and you know is an amazing hypnotist and a coach so i've I think with podcasting it just gives you that opportunity to just meet with such a wide range of people from all around the world and I think that's been really good with you know with moving things online is that I can be talking to somebody in America and interviewing someone you know that afternoon and then the next week I've I've got the episode out so I think it's just a really good medium and yeah and it can be a really good
2: add on to any business so do you recommend this to so any entrepreneurs or business owner to have their own podcast as part of their business.
1: No, I think I think what we've seen in 2020 is the is the rise of everybody wants to do podcasting. You know, and we'll see what happens in 2021. I think it's, it's definitely a growing media, but it's something that you definitely have to be passionate about. You know, if you're a fruit shop owner, you may want to open and have a podcast, (laughs) but I think it's definitely got to be something that you want to be passionate about because once you've got listeners um, and they're listening, they want to, you know, you can't just sort of do it sporadically. It's not like you can put an episode up here and then three months later, do another episode. It's, it's once you've captured the audience, people are listening.
0: They want to know more. This podcast is brought to you by OsPad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. Um, and I think it's one of those things that yeah, you
1: will morph and you will change. You know, I listened to my very first podcast and I sound very different. You know, ten. Or 11 episodes in you know, I think you once you find your voice find your style you will change with it as well and I think people want to hear things that are different but yeah I think it's it's an opportunity for everybody to to get involved and if you don't want to start your own podcast then be a guest on other people's podcasts you know I, I think people are listening and I think it's a really good way to get people's messages out in some way so definitely
2: being um, a psychotherapist or somatic psychotherapist mm-hmm. and um, it's say that you're also um' a an speaker and a coach as well so mm. how does happen to be become a coach and a speaker while you're doing your being a psychotherapist and <laughs> advocating on the mental health as well and yes. and founded the eventtual health so it's how does that I'm happen doing a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a lot, Mika.
1: I'm doing a lot. I suppose it's just for, you know, I've worked in the sector for a very long time. And I think that's one thing. Once you sort of start building your own personal brand and your own personal profile, um, you know, you get invited to things. So because I'm quite outspoken um, and I've been a strong advocate, I've got lots of connections, you know, in the mental health sector and, and the spaces like that. I get invited to come along and do presentations or I've been to conferences or yeah. You know, when we've got Mental Health Awareness Month and things like that, I get invited to come along and, and speak. And I suppose it's just just building my profile really and and think that, you know, even though they seem separate, they are all interconnected in some way. You know, the Transcending, Pro, um, Transcending Trauma podcast links into my private practice, which is Somatic Synergy. So there's my one-on-one work that I do, but then there is the bigger picture in regards to my social enterprise and the charity, which is Invico Health, which is you know, it's a major project because what I'm really pushing for and looking to do is to impact the service sector. It's not just about developing another service. It's, it's actually pushing for change within the service sector as well. And that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. Um, And what we're trying to do is something that's extremely innovative in Australia. It's never been done before. And that is about, you know, really making your mark as an organisation. But it's, it's everything that I've been building on for for over 10 years now, looking at a lot of national and international research and really bringing in the cutting-edge neuroscience in regards to helping people recover from mental health. Yeah, and hopefully once we get the first site up and running, then we can look at that as a prototype, as a model, then we can roll that out across Australia in different parts of Australia, if not nationally and internationally as well. So yeah, I suppose it's just, I'm just following my passions and it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about and I like speaking about. So yeah, whether it's podcasting or standing on stage or, you know, presenting at a conference, um, I really want to help people uh, to recover from mental health issues, and yeah, and you know, I want the rate of suicide to go down, you know, not go up, and um, yeah. So I suppose it's just it's it's just a culmination of of what's happened over my career, really, and just having a voice and speaking about it.
2: So, do you have any final advice or anything else you want to share with with fellow entrepreneurs, business owners, and people? who is thinking of starting out their own business because of the pandemic, they're going to try something else?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, especially with what's happened with the pandemic, I think businesses have had to think differently. You've got to really, you've got to think on your feet. You've got to think about, you know, if you've got an established business, how you can adjust, you know, if you don't don't be afraid of change. And I think that's where some businesses fail, is that they don't want to adapt to what's happening. You've got to, got to be able to adapt. You've got to be able to change a business model if you can. For anybody that's going into startup that wants to become an entrepreneur, it's you've got to have some grit. Yeah. I think grit is something definitely you've got to have. It's it's wonderful to have ideas. Um, and concepts and things like that but you really need to be able to to sometimes be in it for the long haul yeah and sometimes you are working away at things as a labor of love for a very very long time and it can be a really lonely journey sometimes it can be really isolating you know when you're trying to do a startup you know tech startups you know, they're a little bit different. They get a lot of funding, but if you're trying to do a service-based startup or, you know, any startup, it, it can be a really isolating. So always get support, you know, look at networking or startup, you know, business networking group, whether it's a business women in business networking group or just a startup networking group. There's a lot of them that pop up. You really do need to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs that are going through what you're going through. Burnout for entrepreneurs is really high um, mental health yeah. And stress can be really high for people that are in startup and find yourself really good mentors. You know, there's people that out there that have done it before you. If you can find yourself a really good business mentor or a handful of business mentors, oh, they're worth their weight in gold that you can just pick up the phone sometimes and just bounce something off. Um, That way, you don't feel like you're doing it all on your own. So, you know, I've been really lucky throughout my career and also just while I've been setting up a social enterprise. LinkedIn is fantastic. You know, get yourself on LinkedIn, there's really good support networks through there. And yeah, reach out to people because there are some really fantastic business people out there that are willing to donate their time. Some people will do it. You know, just check their LinkedIn profiles and things like that. Um, And just ask. You know, I've I've learned over the years that if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, what what is it, a 50-50 chance. They'll either say yes or they'll say no. Um, and sometimes I've just had the most quickest, you know, 20-minute conversations with somebody I didn't expect to take my call and they did, and those 20 minutes are gold, you know, and you ask as many questions as you can and and get that feedback and that guidance and, yeah, get as much support as you can and keep going, give it a crack.
2: Thank you so much. So to our listeners, thank you um to, thank you to, to your information and having tips as well. Thank you. Any thank any you. parting word to our listener before we wrap up the, the podcast today?
1: No. Um no, I think it's been good. I've um yeah, I've supplied you with my eight self-care tips uh flyer, which you know you can um yeah, share with your listeners. Um, yeah, but it's been really good and it's
2: been a really good opportunity to come on. So thank you, Miko. Thank you so much, Monica. And thank you. Um, so this is another episode again of Tried Podcast under OsPod Syndicate. And of course, thank you to my sponsor. It's the Kangaroo Firm Media Lab. It's a podcast management service. So if you want to launch your own podcast or you want someone to manage your podcast, just go to their website at Firm. Com. Thank you so much. See you next week for another episode of Tribe Podcast under Ospod Syndicate. Thank you. Thank you for your time for another episode of Tribe Podcast under Ospod Syndicate. Thank you to our sponsor, Kangaroo Firm Media Lab, a podcast management service. You can check them at www.kangaroofirm.com. And also, if you want to join our community, so follow us on the Facebook at Rebounds Australia. Thank you. Or check our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Ospud Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcasts you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise@guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. At